Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Personal Stylist Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am your host. I am excited to be coming to you today. It is a gorgeous day outside. The sky is blue. We were supposed to have a snowstorm yesterday, but it really just ended up being rain, which was also a nice little segue and excuse to do some projects around the house. So I hope you had a wonderful weekend. By the time you listen to this, it actually will be on a Thursday. I'm recording on a Monday. So I hope you've had also an awesome week. I want to share a little intro. Um, Lately, when I have done my intros, I've been kind of sharing small life lessons. And I have another one um, that occurred to me that I wanted to share before we dive into today's podcast episode. So the other week on my personal brand Instagram, at Sydney Page Bass, I was sharing some behind the scenes of becoming more creative and adding some fun into my messaging and content for the Profitable Stylist. So specifically, I shared a series of bloopers and photos and videos from all of my behind the scenes of creating reels and podcast images. So if you want to get the mental picture of this, just imagine blue confetti clumped together, super awkward dancing and a cat in my chair. (laughs) It was a glimpse into actual real life, like the non-filtered stuff that goes on. And it got a lot of really great feedback. So many comments, so many reactions and What I was reflecting on is that the polished stuff, the really nice, pretty feed, the nice, pretty pictures, they always look great, right? But the feedback is always kind of bland. It's either like likes or like fire emojis or like one word. There's not really a lot of substance in that. And I think that when we show the real stuff, kind of sharing what we want and what we're able to share within our own personal boundaries, then that's when the magic really happens on social media. And I think this is something that people are definitely embracing more of, but it is something so, so missing from this curated place. I think we're scared to be our goofy selves. We're scared to have our real laugh come across. We're scared that we're going to mispronounce words and people are going to think we're dumb um, or whatever the case may be. And I really just kind of want to share this as a reminder to show up silly. (laughs) Um, I might actually use that in like an Instagram post because I think it's um, just really fun. This idea of showing up silly is showing like your real authentic personality. It's showing that you are (laughs) just like everyone else, right? Like we are all awkward, nerdy, goofy people down at our core and Other people like that and they want to identify with that. And if people don't like that, then, you know, bye Felicia, like your place, your profile, your stuff is a place for people who want to be where you are. And if people don't like that, then you don't want them in your space. You don't want them there in the first place. And so it's almost like a good place to one, weed out people who are not your vibe. And then two, really more strongly attract those people who are here for you, the people who are cheering for you. And I was just thinking about this as well, because if you are a personal stylist who is in the accelerator, it also means you're inside the society, which is our membership. And so we have extra coaching calls, extra resources, extra trainings every month. And our topic for March is visibility. And so we are having an amazing 
brand expert come on and lead us in conversations around visibility and how that is related to your business growth. I really think when you show up silly, you show up authentically, you're increasing your visibility and that is so, so important. So, okay. I should make maybe that just it's a little podcast episode, like many episodes with Cindy. Um, all these little intros because I still want to get in and talk about today's actual topic. So we are talking all about goals in the month of February. And if you didn't listen to episode 50, 50, yeah, 50, isn't that crazy? Um, I would recommend just go back and listen to it because we are talking about how goal setting is actually a really sucky way <laughs> to set goals and that there's a better method that I use and that I would encourage you to use as well. So once you have that foundation, today's topic is going to make a lot more sense and you'll have a lot bigger, broader context for what we're gonna talk about. So today's topic, episode 51, is called my 90-day goal setting process. So let's dive in, shall we? If you've got a drink or a beverage, we're gonna take a sip, get some coffee. Mm. Oh, it's hot. I got a new um, thermos mug, and so it keeps my coffee really hot all day long, which is great except when I sip too fast. Okay. So goal setting, my 90 day goal setting process. I used to be the type of person who would have a goal list that was 20 deep, right? And it would be in all areas of my life, business, personal relationship, travel. And quite frankly, it was fucking exhausting. And I am very much used to being the achiever and using goals as a way to measure that achievement and as a byproduct, use goals as a way to measure my worth, effectiveness, or deservedness. So I want to repeat that because I think there's probably some of you out here who identify with that. I am very much used to being the achiever and using goals as a way to measure and validate that achievement. And as a byproduct, use goals as a way to measure my worth, effectiveness, and deservedness. So I'm using this in the past tense because this is something that I um, have been working on for a little while and processing. I definitely still am very action-oriented and I love goals, which we will talk about. We're going to talk about them in a different way. And I want you all to if you resonate with this, to really tune in and listen to the next little piece. So adjusting to a goal planning method that is all about focus, simplicity, and doing less was pretty jarring for me at first, but I have found that it's actually the most effective. And this is the method that we're going to talk about. It is a goal planning method that ties in with what we talked about in episode 50 of your new way of setting goals that is all about focus, simplicity, and doing less to do more. Because if you've ever noticed, <laughs> when we do all of the things, very rarely do we get them done well without having to go back and fix them or do them again. The other week, the internet was serving up some fire quotes across the board, and it included one from Rachel Rogers. She is the CEO of Hello7 with a goal of helping women hit the $1 million mark. And the quote said, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So it is ironic and super counterintuitive, but slowing down 
allows you to speed up. And that is exactly what this goal setting process is. It is a way to help you slow down to actually speed up. So let me break this down for you. So if you remember, we are not setting goals any longer, right? We are setting intentions. So for an example, we have an intention to serve 100 clients. Action items with goals to meet that intention, for example, will be one, a serious message service overhaul, like what the stylists inside of the accelerator are going to do. Two, showing up on Instagram stories to share your process and client transformations. Three, pitching yourself to speak at an event where you know your ideal client will be. And four, starting a podcast. So these are hypothetical goals, but if your intention is to serve 100 clients, you have these four goals. My goal planning method is to take each of these four goals and turn them into 90-day projects that you tackle singly, solely, one at a time, until they are done. And then you move on to the next one. So for example, if one of your many goals for your intention is to give your service and messaging an overhaul, then that is your first 90-day goal that you work on from January to March. Outside of your everyday work or client stuff that has to get done, you, uh, you're working on the business time is spent on this one 90 day goal, because this is going to get you closer to your intention. And chances are projects like these are super important for moving the needle forward in your business, but rarely do we focus on them in such an intentional way. Now, let me know if this sounds like you, because this used to be me, be me as well. What we usually do is we would say, okay, these are all for goals. They are all equally important. So I'm going to work on all four goals simultaneously. Then we're going to feel super stressed about multitasking. We're going to get behind. We're going to have to go back. We're going to never really feel done or confident enough to actually put the thing out there because it's kind of half-assed, right? We've been multitasking. Our focus has not been there. We've been do doing too many things and the thing never actually gets done. How many projects do you have that you have been working on for over six months? This could be starting your business. This could be redoing your services. This could be doing whatever. It could be starting the podcast or it could be starting your newsletter. It could be whatever you want to do. You are probably trying to do that project in the context of you doing 10 other projects. And that's why it's not getting done. One, that's why goal setting sucks. Two, that's why the method that you're currently setting and achieving your goals is not working for you and why you are not achieving your goals. Instead, what the 90-day goal planning method actually does is forces you to move slow, to be intentional, and actually get shit done in your business. If you are tired of not actually moving your business forward, or if you feel like your business is on a hamster wheel, you've been doing the same things over and over again and not moving forward and making progress, you need to implement 90-day goal setting into your business like 10 years ago, <laughs> ASAP, a couple months ago. So I will definitely also be the first to confess that it took me probably one to two years of really trying to implement this in my business to have it really sink in and me to like learn, oh yeah, this really is the best way for me to adhere to it. But when I started looking at my goals as projects 
instead of kind of like a goal that you would work on for all year, they are a project with a 90 day timeline. So there's a deadline on these projects. They got to get done. And if you can't get it done in 90 days, then honestly, you probably don't need to be doing it. It's taking up too much of your time. It's going to be a time suck and you need to reevaluate it. If it's going to be a project that's going to take longer, because if you are solely focused on one extra outside project, there should be no reason why you cannot get that done in three months. Okay. We often overestimate how much we can get done in a day and seriously, seriously underestimate how much we can get done in, in a year. So if you even chunk that down to how much you can get done in three months, that same premise still works. Like we think we can do 20 things a day, which is why we use the old goal setting method of setting 20 goals and working on each goal a little bit every day and why we never actually really achieve them. When I started to put this into my business, that's when I really started to see actual change in forward progress of all of the dreams and things I wanted to create. But I had to rein my type A ass back and say, Sydney, you need to not do 10 things on your to-do list every day. You need to do the things that you have to do on a weekly basis to keep the business moving, the things you're obligated to do based on your paying clients. And then whatever goals you have, pick four. Stop picking 30 that you want to achieve and focus on one every 90 days. Now you better make those 90 day projects great, like amazing goals that are actually going to move the needle forward on your business. And that's probably honestly a different podcast because so many times we think that growing our Instagram following is a goal and it's not really because you can grow your Instagram following to 10,000 but that doesn't mean they're your ideal client. So, so many business owners that I know that are successful six-figure entrepreneurs have like less than 5,000 followers and they more likely in the range of two to three. So that is not a 90 day worthy project goal, but what does need to be a goal is a big one that will move the business forward and you need to commit and have the discipline to sticking with that goal for 90 days. So that is our episode two, well, two of the four-part series, um, talking about the 90-day goal planning method. Of course, I have some homework for you that I would love you to think through, and these are a few questions. What does your current goal setting process look like? Are you adding up a really big list? Number two, do you make progress on those goals? And let me rephrase that. Do you make the type of progress on those goals that you want and that you expect when you set those goals? Or do you end up making kind of like one step forward, two step back type of progress? Why or why not? Number three, how can you implement the 90 day project method in your business starting with the next quarter or month? So it'll be like mid-ish February when you listen to this. So the next quarter is coming up on April one. So using the next six weeks is a really awesome idea and way to kind of start to think about how can you start working on 90 day projects. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the personal stylist podcast. If you are listening, wherever you are, I'd love if you would take a screenshot, share your favorite takeaway from this episode, and also let me know where you are listening from and what you are doing while you listen. Um, give me a tag and I will start sharing those on the podcast. I think it'll be really fun to see who is doing what. If you are new to us, welcome. Please head over to theprofitablestylist.mykajabi.com or go to the Profitable Stylist on Instagram 
And if you want to get on the newsletter list, we send one email a week, which is essentially we send out this podcast and let you know it's live. When we are launching and we are opening up the accelerator again, we will send out a lot more emails um, and you can kind of opt into different challenges and different things that we will have coming up. When you get on that email list, there is currently a free 10 page guide on the five things you need to have to be a successful and profitable personal stylist. So that is a little um, gift for you, something I created. So go grab that from Instagram or the website get on the email list. Make sure you don't unsubscribe. If you unsubscribe, I can't resubscribe you. You're going to have to resubscribe and you won't get any emails from us. So, um, go do that. And then I will see you all right back here next week when we are going to talk about how the outcome of the goals is not what we should actually be caring about, but it's something a lot different. So I will see you then. Bye.